0: In this episode of Novel Predictions, Kales reveals she does not like hunky blonde guys. I currently hate Declan and am not attracted to him in the slightest. And
1: it's just because he's not my type. Like he is not, and even when he softens a little bit, cause that's gonna happen, it, he's not my, I, I am not the type of, he's not, I'm not blo- blonde, hunky, long-haired, Thor-like men are not my thing. It's like almost the exact opposite of my thing.
0: Hi guys, welcome back to Novel Predictions. My name's Allison and this month I'm rereading On the Edge. And I'm Kales and I'm reading it for the first time. Yay, welcome back to Novel Predictions. We're so happy you're here. I'm so happy that we're reading this book. Kales is going to kill me. No, I'm not going to kill you. It's more of what the fuck? Like why
1: are, what what is she making me read is how it feels <laughs> because this is the one of the weirdest magic systems I feel like I've ever been plopped into and I just need more context because Holy fuck. And this is also, for the first time in a while, where we- I've gotten such a short amount. I guess it's in proportion to the book, but it still it's 20% feels... 20% of the book. It still feels so tiny. It. I don't... I'm so fucked, guys. This one's going to be embarrassing. All I know is that it's a romance, so hopefully they end up together. That's all <laughs> I've got. But I've read an Alana Andrews where they don't end up together, and supposedly it's like urban fantasy romance, and you're just like, what the fuck? But it's not romance if they don't end up or have a set. What is it? What's the official classification? A happy ever after or happy for now. Happy for now. That's what the one I was looking for. So yeah, I don't, I don't, Yeah. this, ugh. you just, you talk about this book. Why? What? Talk about this book. Because <laughs> I'm struggling. I, I mean, it's good. It's all good. And I like it. I just. Are you intrigued by yes. the,
0: the oh, story?
1: Yes. I'm very intrigued. I'm kind of obsessed with the brothers. Mm-hmm. And I don't like Rose so much, but I get that she has to be so hard because of her background. That makes a ton of sense to me. Sure, but she's not my favorite. I currently hate Declan and am uh-huh. not attracted to him in the slightest. And it's just because he's not my type. Like he is not. And even when he softens a little bit, because that's gonna happen, it he's not my. I I, I am not the type of. Not, I'm not bl- blonde, hunky, long-haired, Thor-like men are not my thing. And it's like almost the exact opposite of my thing. And um, <laughs> I like them tall, lanky, nerdy, and brunette. And it's just it, it it's just different. So I think I'm intrigued by the story. I'm intrigued by the world. The two little boys are my favorite thing so far. And the grandmother, Eleanor. Yeah, she's pretty exploring. She's fucking badass. I just wish she was around more. And then, um, yeah, so I'm definitely intrigued to move on, but I'm also so just like anything can fucking happen. like i I'm gonna pull it's just I have no idea. I'm stuttering, and it makes for great audio quality, but I literally don't even know where this could go. so that's that's why i'm a, and it's a series, so I'm all worried. it's a
0: series it's a series, but it's a romance type series where. Oh like it but, focuses on different people, right? Okay. Well, that makes me feel better that there's a complete story within.
1: Yeah. This is a complete story. Okay, good cuz I was sitting here like, "Oh my god, if this is over a trilogy, like there's no going back. There's like yeah. no I got nothing." Um so that's that's good. But it's intriguing. I think it's um I think it's funny. That's another mm-hmm. thing that is really interesting to me is how funny it is. I was finding myself cuz I've been listening to the audiobook which is going to get great later I think yeah I'm sure um but I've been listening to the audiobook and reading it I've been doing both depending on because I was trying to get it read and all set and I was having trouble getting into it because it's a little exposition heavy in the first two chapters but that's mainly because it's really trying to explain this universe of the broken the edge and the weird Mm -hmm. which I mix up the broken and the weird all the time and I don't know why I keep doing it but I am and I'm like, wait, weird has magic. Broken has no magic because it's broken. And yeah, and the edge is in the middle. And uh, it all makes sense. It's all very clever and creative. It's kind of Dresden Files-y, which I like. Um, I love a good urban fantasy and because like technically Harry Potter's urban fantasy. And I think, I think it's intriguing. I'm intrigued. That's the best word I can come up with it. But I just don't know how I'm going to predict what's going to happen Because literally, like, in one chapter, these demon beings came out of nowhere and attacked the cat kid. And I just was like, this is so sad. (laughs) And I just was like, where did this come from? And then there's, like, the magic powers. The magic is a little weird for me. I don't quite get it. It's, like, flashes? So is it, like, fire? Or is it just, like, bursts of energy? I think it's,
0: like, yeah, I think it's, like, energy whips, almost.
1: Is that how you hear it? Like, you... Yeah, like okay. when,
0: because she says that um, her flash is concentrated, so she can like manipulate where it goes. Some people just do like a big flash of energy, and it's just kind of like a a ball of electricity kind of thing. But I imagine hers more like a concentrated thing where she can control like what's where it's going and move it, kind of like a a, a whip. Okay, I I find that
1: okay that's cool and that makes the cover make sense with that weird like pixie dust shit coming out of her hand yeah which is kind of funny because it looks like she only has one arm on the cover
0: it, <laughs> yeah, does, it is it is the worst cover i think of any of the books we've read it's
1: it's a terrible cover um but this was written in 2009
0: mm-hmm. yes and, it's 10 years old
1: yes and and so it is a typical paranormal romance cover you know, the romance genre hasn't quite figured out that you can uh, not have a sexy Fabio-like man on the cover and it's still be considered <laughs> romance. So that's okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, those are just like my initial thoughts. I'm really intrigued by how you're feeling
0: reading this over again. Because like, when did you read this? So I read this probably two years ago. Um, and I kind of was on a Alana Andrews binge. I read all of the kate daniels series i've read i pretty much read most of her books i think except for the one you've read burn um, for me yes yeah because i was like that looks not it's I not it's not it's not <laughs> great but um but this one i was like very hesitant and it was recommended to me by our friend danica and um i was hesitant because i was like this looks bad like it looks bad danica um But upon reading it, I really thought it was a really fun setting for a story, this, like, bayou, backcountry um, place with, the like, family factions and this really backwards idea of this girl who's really powerful, we're going to, like, steal her. Like, I don't know. I think that was really interesting. And upon rereading it, I'm still liking it. I was definitely a little bit thrown off whenever I first read that first interaction with Declan. I did not remember him being so, like, weird. I, I, Dickish. I didn't reme- Dickish was I, where I was going with it. Well,
1: of like being such a dick.
0: I didn't. Nece- I didn't necessarily remember that he came in guns blazing. Like you're going to marry me without any explanation, especially whenever he's like, "Why? Like you're so rude. It's so unattractive in a woman." And then he's like, "But you will marry me," and I don't. I didn't remember that happening, so it threw me off a little bit um, when I was reading again. But I do think it also threw me off the first time I was reading it, and I had just forgotten.
1: So yeah, I I think that was another problem with me is I have a really big issue in romance novels with possessive men, right? And I think that's okay that some women love that sort of protective nature. That, um, but even when they describe it as like she became mine or I claim her or something like that I still really struggle with that and he just oozes that and like comes in like you will be my possession you have no choice in this
0: matter and Rose is like fuck you yeah but at least she's like fuck you and like I do appreciate that will never yeah so I I'm enjoying it and it's one of those things where and this is true of most a lot of Andrew books I pick it up and I read it and I keep reading and I keep reading and I keep reading. I don't, it's not one of those things where I put it down um, and walk away and, and don't think about it. I kind of am thinking about it all the time. So I will say that that's actually very true. I sympathize that with a lot.
1: I sympathize with that thought a lot. That's hard to say. And because I was finding myself wanting to read it, I was finding myself being like, okay, especially where we ended, where he's yeah. like, making pancakes in the house after this attack and like he's sleeping on the porch and gets to rent a room in her house and I was like okay I'm really interested to see where this goes and granted I've about a dozen other books I have to read or am reading right now so it was fine but I did find myself my brain keeps wandering back of this is really interesting where's this gonna go and how is this relationship going to develop? Because it is a romance. So they are going to end up together, but it they are so far removed, right. they've got they're both not a lot of, yet.
0: no, no. Right. And I agree that the, the little brothers are off, like maybe the best characters in the whole book. I always love romances when there's children.
1: And I mean that in the sense of like, when they're a governess and they have two children, they have to watch after, or like there's a, a, a weird kid who's like, the nephew of somebody, I always find they're such a great device to relieve tension and um, show a human side of people right. and a compassionate side. And Especially when what,
0: people start out as dicks like right. Declan did.
1: Yes, and so I very much love that use of children in romance um, as as that sort of eye-opening uh, encounter so that you see some other side of one or both of the main characters in the romance. So that's that's
0: something that I really love and these two are so rambunctious. they're super cute. So I think they also have their own personalities like they're pretty well fleshed out even in these first five chapters we see there's so there's Georgie and there's Jack Jack that's his name um I double check the names because I do think they're important and Georgie is, He brings up the dead. Yeah, he's like a necromancer. Yeah. Um, But he he hates to see things suffer, so he, like, brings things back from the dead, like their grandfather. Right, but then he also gets burdened by it, and, like, it hurts him. it uses his life force, to. So he's, like, this poor, sickly child that just wants everyone to keep living and be happy, and then his brother Jack is a cat shifter, who we haven't seen shift yet. No, but I loved that line that it was like on page two it was like he couldn't help being
1: born a cat and it was like the best exposition like i didn't need anything else it was like god right I,
0: I know exactly who this character is yeah and so he's like gets bored easily and he wants to be outside and he like gets distracted and chases stuff and gets into trouble that way and i don't know they're just really cute and i think rather than being like i think children are a good device in romance novels, but I think that these specific children go beyond that in a way that I really appreciate. I I 100% completely
1: agree. But what makes me confused is this sort of Flash whip power that she talked about being like part of competitions and stuff. So do like Georgie and Jack not have that because they have these other gifts? Or is Flash just like the common magic? I don't understand. That was hard for me to understand. Like, can Rose do other things? Or does she just Flash? And if flash is like the way of comparing yourself to other magic users, what about the boys? Like, because that seems really powerful to me. But
0: I don't know. So that's weird. So I think I think there was like a paragraph or two of exposition about flashing, and I think basically you don't practice or start flashing until a certain age that I think the boys are under, Um, and then also at, at graduation, basically from high school there's it's not like a competition but it's like an exhibition i guess everyone's everyone's flash um and it's just kind of like a look who is like top of their class kind of thing but not really like you don't learn it necessarily but um like i think it might just be determining the hierarchy almost in this strange society and then rose flashed white which is the hottest possible flash and then everyone was like oh we need her as a broodmare
1: yeah the storyline of that side is a little YA reminiscent for me I was like I could see this plot
0: totally in a YA book yeah I could I think you could probably recreate this as a YA book
1: yeah like it would totally translate in my head of she's this special chosen one girl um it's actually very red queen honestly it makes me think of that of like or or Katniss Everdeen like that chosen one
0: girl who's just a little bit off or she's a little bit of an impossibility um right yeah because she, they're saying only blue bloods can flash white right and she's not from the weird and and she's not so what the fuck like that's the question right absolutely and it's and it's a
1: good plot device. It's very intriguing, and you want to know why and what the reasoning is behind it. So I hope we get an explanation there. I don't know what it is because I also don't like the idea of her being like she, – because she loved her dad. Her mom was kind of weird. They seemed to have a strange relationship, but she liked her dad a
0: lot. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, I think the other half of that coin is why is Declan who she – they in, you know, him saying all of his titles – you know that he's like a powerful person in the weird why why is he he here to marry this edger that he shouldn't have any interest in
1: and and so suddenly
0: too right why it seems the, very weird and sudden what's the urgency why is it two weeks he must complete the tasks why is it so yeah. well and it's been like 7 years or something since They've come People after her. People have been coming after her. So yeah. why now? I don't know. Right. So these are questions I just want you to think about. Fuck. Um. But that's that's kind of the other side of this whole who is this girl story is who is this guy? Cause he's like some crazy lord from the weird, and all of a sudden he's here in the edge for no goddamn reason. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't either. And I'm
1: I'm gonna have to pull something real. Sound out of my ass here, because I don't have. Yeah, I don't have. I just, I don't even know where to start. Because every time I felt like I turned the page, I got thrown another curveball that built onto this world. And I just feel like that as the book and as the series continues, it just keeps peeling layers off, and I have no clue what's underneath at the center of that onion.
0: Well, and then there's another kind of factor in this too. Oh no, don't add more for me.
1: Like that's let's make it more complicated.
0: Uh, William or whatever. Is his name William?
1: He, no, I have, nope. I've got theories about that fucker. I'm not that, no. He needs to go, no, I don't like him. I don't trust him as far as I can fucking throw him. And I am not, no, not having it. You
0: think he's up to some shit? Oh, fuck, yeah. He's creepy
1: and not, like, his whole, like, possessive, weird, like, when he stares at people. shit, there's a reason that Alana put that in there. There's a reason that Rose notices that shit. And the reason he has not also taken no for an answer, I understand it's 2009 And, like, it's kind of evolving. But the fact that he's, like, still pursuing her, not cool. Not cool. Not about it. Yeah. I was really, really hopeful that he was not, like, the secret blonde Fabio in disguise. And that he was going to come out. And then finally when Declan showed up, I was like, okay, I can go way more for this because William creeps me the fuck out.
0: You're like, please don't make this be
1: the romantic lead. I did. I was sitting there like, Allison, if this is this, I am not going to enjoy this book. (laughs) I don't know what you're thinking. He better like have a spell on him or something. So, yeah, I don't know about Declan though. Still, just because again, like I said, he's not my cup of tea. Like this is not a. I'm not a. I'm not a rugged. I don't like him rugged. That's dirty to me. I'm like clean up a little. Like I don't know. I I think he. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little too soldiery too for me.
0: He needs to ease up a bit, which I think he's going to. But he's very martial. Very, very martial. Yeah, he's all like covered in swords and armor. And I just always picture him
1: every time he steps, he marches. Does that make sense? Like he is, he is always there's always a line that he follows and he does not deviate from it, which is a great writing technique, great personification of this character. Well done on Alana Andrews' part. I just don't find him attractive. And that's a hard thing, I think, in romance. I like to be able to find
0: the male hero attractive in the book. Well, and I do think it's interesting, like, in the last chapter, basically, we got a slightly different part of him. Him making pancakes, him protecting the boys, Um, and then at one point she's asks him like what did you do today and he's like i recovered from my journey and she said so you took a nap and he's like yes i took a nap (laughs) and she's like okay well i was scrubbing floors all day so fuck you um so i think that there's like a certain and i i because i also didn't remember him really you know Mm mm-hmm but i do think that there's a certain softening happening we just haven't gotten into a lot of it yet oh but
1: it's gonna happen it will have to happen for rose in order to find him attractive at all it will it's gonna have it has to it won't work otherwise
0: right because she's very resistant to the idea of his weird yes whatever proposal he has for her
1: this is i know and these tasks are so herculean i was just like really
0: What's yeah, she going to come up with? She hasn't given him any no, yet. No, which I was so infuriated with.
1: I was like, I just want the first one.
0: Yeah. <sighs> now I don't even know what the tasks
1: are going to be. I don't know what that's going to involve. It's. I think <laughs> one of the tasks are going to be like, make me fall in love with you or something like that. And that's really? going to be really hard. Yes. I don't know why. Because she's going to think that she's in control of that So and he can't accomplish it. I don't know. It's something right. like that. There's going to be one. I don't remember, so no, I'm that's like fully okay. blind. One of them is going to be like something that's within her control. That's her feelings or her mindset or something. Because she's going to feel that that is where she is most in control of. Right. That he can't actually achieve it. That he can't it. actually achieve it. And then part of it is going to be her falling in love with him. Or her her mindset or something is going to be altered as a result of this. In a hopefully natural way. Right. But, also all the little like sexual innuendos that keep happening are totally adorable. And I love those <laughs> in romance novels where people are just kind of like, "Oh, wait, fuck. I didn't mean no, sex shit. Penis what <laughs> is this?"
0: you know, and just they like, just... no, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah. I like it. It's kind of fun. The like raised eyebrow response. Yes. And you're like, oh, "No. <laughs> That's good stuff." It's great. So, I really enjoyed it. But I'm I'm excited to be doing a romance um And it's not a straight romance. Like, it's got fantasy. No, it's it's great. It's definitely urban fantasy. They go to Walmart in the first chapter. Yes. I love stories that do that, (laughs) that are like, oh, yeah, this is an ordinary thing that ordinary people do. So. Right. Okay, well, let's get into our questions. No, I could
1: stall a little bit more. We could totally (laughs) just keep talking about the book for the next hour. Uh, I like that idea. I don't feel like
0: predicting anything because it's all
1: going to be wrong.
0: (laughs) oh you'll be fine okay so of course um and novel predictions we always go off a set set of questions they work really well for this book so i may not deviate from them too much because it's fantasy and that's kind of you know their best possible uh venue
1: yeah they follow that hero's journey fantasy mm-hmm. chosen one plot line pretty well
0: okay so the very first question is does the main character
1: fall in love yes I am convinced that Declan and yes, yes, I am convinced that Declan and Rose are going to fall in love. Okay, do you think it's going to take like the whole book? Yes, or do you think it's going to?
0: Okay, oh no, so it'll I- be,
1: like a slow burn. I think it's totally going to be one of the slowest burns. Allison doesn't pick a romance for McKaylee that she doesn't that she doesn't really enjoy if it doesn't
0: have a slow burn. I'm good. <laughs> i banking on it. <laughs> okay, um, what? tropes do you think you'll see well we've already got
1: enemies to lovers instantaneously that one is there it is prevalent it is what's going to drive this book i think we're definitely i think there's also this really interesting class trope that's going on here of this richer wealthier in this case male falling in love with a poorer hard-working woman um right. in my head it's a little princess and the froggy and how you know Tiana's all about hard work and like making her way and the prince is just like i'm just gonna hang out and have fun all day because i have a, you know and while declan is not naveen he is of that world that has it made
0: so to speak mm-hmm. yeah
1: um he doesn't need to scrape for no his stuff Yeah, like the whole I took a nap versus I scrubbed floor scene is very prevalent. (laughs) So I think that trope of enemies to lovers, you know, like from two different worlds, specifically class oriented, Um, and also like class in terms of magic class, different falling in love. I think uh, we're going to get the trope of like crazy old grandma, you know, Mm -hmm.
0: that Mm -hmm. wiser beyond her years, mystic-esque figure. Yeah, how did you like that scene about um, the woman who's like, has tea parties or whatever? That came out of goddamn nowhere and freaked me the fuck out. They talked about her. I know. In in a conversation, and then they have a scene from her perspective where she can see these shadow beasts, but her sister, her daughter, I guess, can't see them. Yeah, I'm not about it, because you know those shits are real in this
1: world. It's creepy, and the bears and the dolls are creepy. I'm not having it, and I'm not excited. Um, But again, it's very Dresden Files, makes me think of that. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that was creepy. I feel like that's a premonition. I feel like that as these, I think as the shadow creatures are going to start appearing in the town, like we're going to get little snippets of them. Mm. Um, Like there's a, um, in Uh, There's Someone Inside Your House by Stephanie Perkins. When the murders are being committed, we get snippets of before the victim was killed, and they're all different perspectives. And so I feel like that this is going to be a similar thing of like when the little shadow thingies pop up, we're going to get little snippets from around the edge
0: of where they are. Does that make sense? Right. It just gives the reader like scope. Yes. And it's interesting because it becomes... uh, we know more than the protagonist at any given point with regards to that yes so i i think that's where that's going to be
1: um i yeah the, i think those are some pretty good tropes i and too and like rambunctious children that get <laughs> that are a little um smart wise beyond their years and a little
0: too much trouble <laughs> i guess yeah Do you think that the boys are going to be a big part of why Rose ends up softening towards Declan? Do you think, like, they're going to soften towards him first and then...
1: I think they already have. I think that's well on its way to happening. I don't think it's going to be, like, the final step or anything, but I think the fact that he saved their lives and continues to care for these boys. Because one of the things that Alana Andrews mentioned a lot at the beginning was the fact that these were two boys starving for male attention, that they were dying for a father and they immediately are drawn towards anybody that can provide that for them, whether that's William buying them comics or Declan, you know, saving them and making them pancakes, I think is a huge factor for them. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, the boys are the hardest part for me with this, my prediction. I don't know where they're going to end up or what's going to happen to them. And that freaks me out because I have an idea of where I think this story is going to go, but they don't fit into it. So I'm trying to readjust my shape of how I mm. think the story looks because I don't know where they end up. And that's bothersome to me because I like them the most. Right. Well, and Rose is like, her whole life is protecting them. Exactly. So I don't know if they like are going to come with her when she and Declan... You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Or the grandma's going to take them in, which, I'm sorry, I wish the grandma was there more. Why is the grandma not helping? Like... I don't know why they don't
0: live with the grandma. That's what I
1: don't understand either. I was sitting here and I was like, why is the grandma not in this household? Why... I was like, Rose is not that prideful. She lets them come over. She lets them pick up. Like, why is the grandma not more active in this household to raise these boys? That's bullshit. Sorry. I was, like, again, very... I was like, "This is not okay."
0: (laughs) So, yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. What do you think? There will be a love triangle? God, I hope this other guy. No, I
1: really hope not.
0: You hope she just snubs him and is done with it.
1: Yes, I really hope so because I'm. I don't even want to see that played out. I don't even want to try. All right,
0: I just wanted to get a vibe on. Yeah, no, my hope is no. I really think it's going to be because she's
1: so turned off to men. And after that shit that happened with Blake and how the and what a dick he is and how much how scarred she's been. Right. I think that like she's just not gonna go for it. Cause even William, she said she was so true to herself of like, you know, you know where there's that thing, and she's like, You're a perfectly nice guy, but there's not the thing. And while that might be fun, I got other priorities. Like I really hope she sticks to that mentality. And I think Declan is gonna turn it on its head. I think he's very much gonna become somebody who has to prove himself to her but i think he's also going to be that weirdly that gentleman that she deserves in the sense of that she's been so scarred previously that this is going to be somebody who's unexpectedly going to turn that around for her
0: Mm -hmm. okay is there a mentor
1: i'm gonna go with no actually i don't think the grandma plays a role enough in this one to be a mentor in that sense I think Rose, it's been established that Rose is very much on her own. Right. And I think that she is so isolated by either by choice or by circumstance that I just don't think there's anybody there. I think it's very, very proven that she is alone and by herself. Now, do I think Declan might become a magic mentor to the boys? Yeah, that was yes. my next question. I do think that that's a very high possibility, Um, especially since now he's staying there. I think that that's going to be a really big
0: deal of how to train these boys in their magic. Um, Well, because we we've seen in the first five chapters that neither of them is in great control. Right. Right. Like Georgie, even though he knows it's killing him, keeps bringing things back to life. And Jack, like, wants to be a cat all the time. He doesn't have a grip on his human form, really. So I think that that is an obvious kind of role for Declan to play if you think he's going to play it. Yes,
1: I think he will. And I think that he's his, his place in the household is not going to go away. It's established now. It's just only going to grow um, that he's renting a room there. Um, now, do I think he's always going to be there? No, I think at one point he's going to piss her off and she's going to kick him out. But I think that for now, this idea of him being a mentor towards the boys is the only real mentor that I can find. Declan, in my opinion, doesn't need a mentor in terms of magic things. He might in manners. Right. Um, but um, I think that's going to come from the relationship and them balancing each other out. And I don't think Rose has one, which I think is... A, a very i think that's on purpose
0: you think she's capable is the i think that actually she's
1: very capable in her magic i think that she is more capable than she knows again declan might step in and help her mentor wise to control it but those would be more of like again not as role of a mentor but as like, oh, we're going to learn how to arch together, and I'm going to put my body next to yours. Right. And we're go- It's yeah. going to be like that type of, let me teach you how to control. And he gently moved up my hand and stretched my fingers so that his wrapped over mine or something, you know, like along those lines. Yeah, like a weird golf lesson. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a weird golf lesson is what this is going to be. So it's not, he is not a mentor. he They have teaching moments but he he will be a
0: mentor for the boys. Okay. All right, who is going to die? I think the grandma is going to die. No, grandma.
1: No, I'm pretty convinced that the grandma's going to die. I'm I'm um, I'm pretty sure that she's going to have some sort of blaze of glory going down, like
0: a self-sacrifice thing. Yeah. Mhm. Like she is a living like a bomb and they like she runs into the crowd kind of
1: more of like this is my like last like in order to like one of those big bad monsters is going to come back and like it's after Declan and uh uh Rose have had a fight and well Rose is like super capable the the mom the grandma has had like this secret weapon type thing like um there's in one book there was a story about like magic users being able to like use their last life forces like you said like a bomb of sorts and it's gonna be something like that of like or she's gonna get injured like you and the boys escape and i'm gonna fend this guy off and then she gets like turned to stone or gets killed her head chopped off or eaten or something while they're trying to escape you know what i mean like she's gonna be that it's in a and it's gonna be i believe in a time when declan is not there declan is not gonna be there and for some reason rose like, has to watch the boys or has to help. And, like, the grandma steps in as, like, I'm older than you. I'm out of life. Let me do this. You go and help them type thing. I'm pretty convinced it's going to be the grandma. I also would like it if William dies. And if my theory is correct, he is going to die as well.
0: So. Okay. Well, then, it's twist time. So, let's hear your theory. Okay. So, here's what I think. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I'm so done. Okay.
1: So, what's going to happen is... Deck, Rose is going to give Declan these three tasks. It, those three tasks are like the fun and games section of this story, where over the course of trying to complete these, he's going to like figure out a way to bring her on one of the quests, and they're slowly but surely figure out that there's more to the other than they originally thought, and feelings or something start to develop. Something's going to happen in the third task, That is going to cause them to fight. And Declan in his feelings for her is going to leave and sort of like relinquish her of this contract. Okay. And like, I love you. So this is not worth it. Like Like beauty and the beast type of thing. Like, you know, he had her in the castle the whole time. He like had this relationship on lock. And when he, he realized that like she deserves more than that and she should choose what to do. He like releases her mm-hmm. of that and lets her go. I think she I think that she misinterprets something and like thinks he betrayed her in some way, or he did something, so she gets like really super pissed at him and is like, "You better fucking leave. I'm never gonna do this. I will kill you type thing, and he's just like, "You know what, actually, I love you. I've tried to tell you, but I'm gonna leave, okay, while this is all happening. Slowly but surely, these like monster demon unleashing things, creepy fucking ass monsters, like from the calling, um, yeah, or the call scary. is the book I'm thinking of by Peter O'Gulian or Gillian. Um, and they are gonna keep attacking the because I think what this is is that the monsters are sent like by one of the other families to like because Rose is obviously special somehow. And so they're, like, sent after to attack them and their family. It's, like, this underlying thing. Um, And it's starting to rip apart the edge, and, and Rose is one of the targets and stuff. And so I think that as that keeps happening... Again, the grandma's going to have to come, like there's a, comes a time when like the house is burning and, you know, Rose and the uh, boys actually have to leave and, and the grandma sacrifices herself and they go and they, she goes and finds Declan and like brings the boys to him and, you know, figures out that it wasn't, he really didn't betray her. He was trying to help her and that he, she needs his power and his help to defeat this and save her family and whatever. And so then she promises like, if you do this for me, I will marry you and whatever. And they managed to like defeat all the black evil things, which I believe is being generated by William. I believe William is, is actually he- in disguise. I think he's actually one of the, like a, a blue blood turned evil. Who's like trying to lure Rose and trying to slowly, but surely like get her to, to, like be with him and at the same okay. time he's like creating these evil monster things to like put pressure on her family and put pressure on her. Yeah. And um and I think he's evil. I'm convinced he's he's evil. And so they're gonna like defeat William and defeat this. And then in the end she's like, okay, well you help me so I'll marry you and he's like, no, I want actually want you to want this. And um and then they figure it out, and they fall in love, and yoo-hoo. And they all go live in the Blue Bloods' castle together.
0: Um, okay, so they all go to the weird. Yes. That's what you're saying.
1: Yes, I think the boys will be happier in the weird. Um, the problem is, is why Declan's urgent is there. Mm-hmm. I think he... I think there's going to be some pressure on his side of the family that is forcing him to do this. And I also think he secretly knows about, I know he talked about not really knowing, but I think he knows that Rose is special and maybe has like an inkling somewhere that she's in danger. And so in his head, he's like, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone and like help this girl. But also like I need, in order to ascend my throne, need to have a wife or need to have a, 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 a baby bearer. You know, but he keeps saying marriage, which is also really interesting. That he has not been like, "You're just going to be my concubine," and um, right because
0: the other blue buds that approached her, yeah, did that was their proposal, right? Um, yeah, so I think that
1: on his end, there's something that he's going to get out of a marriage, and he can't get without a marriage, like an a binding contract thing, because he also hasn't like talked about babies. He's talked about marriage, so I think it's like. Mm -hmm. Something about the combining of their two powers he needs, and that's why he originally goes to her, but then, like, realizes she's a human being and actually has feelings and matters more than whatever that ascendance to power is. Okay,
0: but so this guy is, like, obviously a lord or something, and he's powerful and weird, so why would he possibly seek her out rather than just marrying someone from the weird.
1: I think there's something going on where they're, like, running out. Like, she's going to be, like, one of the ones left. You know what I mean? Like, she's, there's something. That has a lot of power. Yes. That is able to, like, continue a line. Like, all the rest of them got married off or got killed off or got, which is why, like, in a weird way, I think, like, those shadow things might be hunting after her. Like, maybe they've hunted after other, like, female white flashers. And she's, like, one of the few remaining ones. And, like, in order to protect her and produce protect the line of these magic users, that's why he goes to her. Does that make sense? Okay. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I totally just made up a story here. And we're just like, I think it works. <laughs> I think it works. So the twist is that William is evil and that Rose is, like, the last special remaining one and that the grandma
0: is going to sacrifice herself okay do you think that we're going to see more cast or do you think that this is kind of like our main cast like do you think we're gonna have more edgers be part of our story or anything like that
1: i think again in the shadow things i think we're
0: gonna get glimpses of them
1: creeping into the edge and creeping into the weird i think we're gonna get more in depth about her day job people her, like, those friends, the cleaner ladies. I Mm -hmm. think it would be really interesting if someone from Declan's family, like, came and joined, like, a really sassy sister or something, or a really, you know, like, a brother or an uncle or somebody shows up and it's like, Declan, what the fuck? Like, we need you back at home, or, like, this is a... I know this is, like, really important and you need this, but, like, people are dying, or, you know what I mean? There's something. Somebody shows up from his world. Right. Um, But I think this is our main group. I really think that it's about the tasks and building up to this sort of climax of we have to defeat these evil shadow being things that are in creeping on the edge and eating our women.
0: <laughs> Not the women. Not the women. <laughs> um, okay. And finding th- love in the process. <laughs> and finding love. Um. Do you think the boys have a bigger, uh, any more role to play other than just honestly child relief
1: no i i i can't figure out how they're going to so i'm just gonna go with no and risk being super wrong okay yep that's that
0: answer (laughs) (laughs) okay let's so our last question is um oh i'm sorry there's two yeah i was like there's one more yeah they just got bulleted strangely um Why is this story from our main character's perspective?
1: Okay, so yeah, this goes back to the fact that Rose is not a blue blood and she can flash. That's a big fucking deal. Um, And again, I think it has, I would love to learn more about her lineage. I don't think we're actually going to get it, which is, I think, going to be a twist. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're actually going to figure out, like, why she flashes white. Um, I don't know why I have that inkling, but I do, so I'm going with it. But I think that she, again, is special somehow, more than just the fact that she can flash white, but this idea that she is like the last one with this level of power that can actually produce an heir or can, you know, combine with his magic to defeat something. You know what I mean? There's some reason that it's her. And mm-hmm. I think it has to do with her power. I think it has to do with how she is such a hard worker and can manifest her powers because that's the other thing that they pointed out was how Rose worked on her flash to prove them wrong. Whereas like some other people took their flash for granted. And that I think is a a strong indicator of somebody willing to push themselves and push Declan and sort of combine and grow and defeat. And that might be more attractive to him than a girl who just kind of takes her flash for granted. Um, I really think that she's, like, one of the last ones left of this elite group.
0: Yeah, she's she's very, like, independent and super strong character. And you said earlier that you don't particularly like her.
1: She just, I think she rubs me the can wrong way. Can you talk a bit- Yeah, do you want <laughs> me to, to yeah, I can talk about it. I, I think that she, it's hard because I understand her as a character. Like, they've given me all the pieces to why she is this way. And I'm sure there's more of them of her feeling burdened and pressured and abandoned and alone and manipulated and trying to give these boys a better life than what she had, I think is admirable. And I understand her as a character. I struggle with how she doesn't have any relationships Because I think that's really hard to survive without any other people in that way. She's got her work people, but everybody's at such a distance that that's really difficult. And I think she's sometimes really mean. Um, But again, I think it's because she's created this really hard shell. I don't think it has anything to do necessarily with... I just don't think she and I would be friends because I think she shoves everybody away. You know? Does that that makes sure. sense. Why I don't like her. I think I'll like yeah. her in the
0: end. I think I like where she's growing to. Right. You think uh, you're, her her pre growth character is not.
1: Yes, is not. I mean, it's. I'll follow it. It's fine. I get it. I just am kind of like, ooh, you're, ooh, you're. I was gonna use the word prickly, but that's that's what's used to describe me a lot. Um, but
0: but she's 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 she's, she's hard to like. Well, and I think an interesting facet of this book is that both of our main characters are very, very flawed, rather than one being like a little bit flawed, but mostly fine, and the other one being deeply flawed, which is a common thing in romance novels. So I think we we get growth from both sides, and I see where you're coming from, but I do think it's interesting that they've chosen to, to write that way, rather than the... Normal trope, which is like this person's perfect except for one thing, and the other person is deeply flawed and has to come to a bunch of realizations.
1: Yes, I think that's also very interesting because it's very obvious too that Declan is very flawed the way that right. he is brought up and raised and demands things, and how he also keeps people at a distance. You can easily tell that that is something that people are mm-hmm. like five feet away from him at all times, and that probably has to do with his militia background, his lordly background. He probably has some betrayal in his life as well. Um I don't know if it's lover based. In my head, it's a little bit more like advisory friendship based. Um, but sure. I think that he also I think they have very similar flaws of that they're both very yeah. stubborn, very hard headed, very unrelenting in their own beliefs. Um and I think that both of them are gonna learn how to compromise which is i also think a very valuable lesson in a relationship which is why i like in romance novels that they talk about like people learning and growing and evolving because you have to do that and a relationship in a way forces you to do that um, right even though we've got magic and demons and and seers and shadows involved in it i think it's a really interesting idea that in the hope that these two are going to
0: uh grow in to something better than what they are now yeah i totally agree it's one of my favorite things about romance novels in general okay so our very last question is what other stories does this remind you of i've
1: thrown out a couple so i said red queen because of the whole like you defy the the system that we've already put in place i said a little bit of hunger games was that same way um i mentioned uh there's Uh, there's someone in your house just because of formatting I mentioned Dresden Files a lot because that's my go-to urban fantasy to me that is like the holy grail of urban fantasy um and world building also um and then I I don't know if it's gonna be like other romances I've read because it is not a romance I would have picked up myself does that make sense um right because I was trying to think if like there's a romance I've read recently on my binge of romances that it's going to remind me of and the answer I think is no because I haven't I wouldn't have picked this one up like I am so much more give me the historical romance governess stuff um the modern Mm -hmm. ones even though I'm not enjoying as much contemporary romance I tried to read this baseball one and it just was not great um
0: I don't know if it's because it yeah, feels it's too realistic for me most of the time. Well, I
1: find it, I find it hard because I don't know why, but I'm like, they feel stupider to me in the modern. And maybe it's because I can pretend that like in the 1800s, there wasn't like miscommunication was actually a thing. And I'm like, just pick up
0: the fucking phone. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's just, yeah. Me. Um, well, I also think like modern colloquialisms and stuff. Yes. I, like, I think they're endearing in urban fantasy and things where there's magic and there's all these other things. Like there's a whole nother um, syntax involved, but in contemporary books, I'm always just like, okay, you can calm down with the like, yes, the f- whatever, the f- turns of phrase.
1: Yes. Also, I find that in contemporary ones, the main characters also tend to be very privileged fiscally, at right. least in the ones That's that true. I've read. And that's really hard for me where I'm at in my life right now as a 20 something that is not privileged fiscally (laughs) and is, you know, eating ramen on a regular basis and stuff. And so it's like when there's a proposal in fucking uh, Wrigley field in the middle of everything, it's just like, I'm sorry, wait, what? Or the fact that like this one group can go back and forth and fly to see each other every weekend. I'm like, I'm sorry. I've been in a long distance relationship. Plane tickets are expensive. Um, right. So it's just things like that that I found that are a little irksome for me, whereas it's like you're a lord or a duke, and that's different, because that's not. I don't know why it's different, but it is. So I'm excited to to see what the magic <laughs> magic and romance has to do with it. So
0: yeah, because
1: I haven't yeah. I haven't read a lot of. I don't think I've read any. I think I've read Burn for me, which didn't end well. And other than yeah, no, I don't think I've read up a. I don't think I've read a straight up paranormal romance. I'm done now. We should promote a we should promote a podcast. We should. All right, so moving on from Kale's predictions, which were horrible and hopefully somewhat funny. Um, But we do want to give a shout out to another literary podcast called Potheads Who Read, a podcast. And one of the things that I really like about this one is their Potheads in Training episodes, which (laughs) are all about children's books, actually. So it's two best friends who have a book club with all things Harry Potter and books related. But like I said, one of my particular favorites um, is the Potheads in Training. And they'll talk about that in their promo, which starts now
0: do you love harry potter books reading or anything to do with any of these things then join two best friends discuss all of this and more in our very own book club potheads who read josie and i will be reading a variety of books and genres for all ages sheila don't scare them no reading is required to enjoy this podcast. And don't forget to join us as we read and discuss children's books on our Potheads in Training episodes. Go crack a book open. And thanks for reading with us.
1: So go ahead and check out Potheads Who Read, uh, a podcast, and uh, just another great Harry Potter uh, place to enjoy Harry Potter after 20 fucking years or more. Um, <laughs> that being said, um, I. I just love finding out all about these new podcasts, in my opinion. I I think they're super fun. And like I said, with boobies and newbies and just creating friendships and relationships across the board with all things books. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling now so poor Allison can go to sleep and get some rest (laughs) from not feeling well on her travels. Because this is also one of the first times we've done it where we're in different time zones, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, separate cities, separate cities this time. Anyway, we would love it if you guys could uh, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, five stars, uh, give us a rating down below. Tell us what uh, your favorite romance novel is. That'd be super fun. Yeah, Um, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. And then uh, follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Novel Prediction, because apparently we can't have an S on our title. But at Novel Predictions, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter for all updates um, and you can follow our, um, our, I was going to say you can follow my personal account too. I have just haven't posted videos in a while. Um, but we're really excited to have wonderful people listening to us and, uh, we're excited to read this book. I, I will enjoy it. I, <laughs> I think I'm going to like it. I just think I'm going to be really wrong because it's yeah, just, I think
0: you'll like it too.
1: I think it's just going to pull something out of nowhere that I'm going to have no idea i would never have guessed uh-uh. it so yeah i'm fucked yes. i'm already thinking fine. about what i'm going to torture you with in june so <laughs> but that's being said uh i'm kales and i'm allison keep making novel predictions bye, bye.